0: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com.
1: Time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. How to correctly fall. Here's an art to this. Also, emojis on license plates. And why we should seriously consider converting to a four-day work week. More evidence supporting the benefits of that. It is... Wednesday the 20th of February 2019 we're Jeff and Jenny here it is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102 before we get to those stories quick think fast how much money would you need for it to be life-changing what would be a life-changing amount of money for you
2: a hundred dollars really <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking uh, I don't know
1: hundred grand $100,000, that's a common answer, Fritchie?
2: Maybe like $50,000, dollars $50,000. Yeah. Life-changing.
1: Yeah, life-changing.
2: Yeah, I mean, if somebody gave me $25,000, I think I would be I would be able to pay off my car.
1: That's true. That would, that would impact your life. For sure. And $100,000... That was a common answer, million dollars, maybe more. But apparently, for most people, it's a lot less. According to a new survey, the average American says the amount of money they would call life-changing is just $19,800. That's
2: good, though. How much?
1: $19,000. $19,800. And they said they would put it into savings, pay off maybe some medical bills, pay off debt. Maybe use it to start a business or put it into the retirement account.
2: Yeah, those are all great options. And
1: my favorite so-called windfall is any time, you know, if I get a surprise tax refund or I recently got a check from my insurance company saying that uh, they were giving me my deductible back because it was the other guy's fault.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: so that was a nice That's like 500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because the The favorite the best kind of windfall is the kind that's what I call the multi pronged windfall where you're able to like put a little bit of it toward your credit card bill or a little bit of mm-hmm. it toward this or a little bit into savings and yeah. you feel like it's serving multiple purposes
2: where you're like i'm gonna pay off my credit card and I can take a vacation
1: yeah and have a, and still have enough for savings
2: yeah no nah. uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh The satisfaction on all fronts. But yeah, $19,800 was about the average for most people.
2: That sounds good. I already have mine spent.
1: Meanwhile, it is very difficult to imagine any companies in the U.S. ever going for this plan. You know, we're, we're workaholics in this country. We place a lot of emphasis on productivity. Well, a financial services company in New Zealand decided to do this experiment where they would go from a regular five day work week to a four day work week last November. Yeah. And two universities monitored how this turned out. They were, you know, looking at the way it was executed and they wanted to see in real world application whether or not the argument that it lowers stress and raises productivity is for real or if that's just the pitch, you know? Turns out after monitoring this, it was a massive success. The workers turned out to be 20% more productive. That's that's not just a little more productive. That is significantly more productive. On the four days they were at the office, they were 20% more pro- productive. So the company didn't see any drop in the total amount of work getting done. Even though they were working less hours, they were producing the same. Mm-hmm. and But the benefit was the staff's stress levels dropped from 45% to 38%, and their work-life balance scores went up from 54% to 78%. So at that point, the CEO of the company is convinced. He said, this is an idea whose time has come. We need to get more companies to at least give this a try and, you know, hold it to the same test, hold it to the same standards that his company did. If it doesn't work, then, then go back done. Go back to the five-day work week. But, See how
2: confused, like, I wonder how much those people are working on their off day. You know, like, are they still checking email? Are they still making calls on that extra day? Well, I
1: thought about that, but then, you know, would their stress level go down like it did? Would they be scoring
2: Please feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an
1: art.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
1: Bring a higher work-life balance. I mean, even if they are checking their emails, if they're feeling, if they're psychologically feeling better about it, that's a win to me. Yeah. yeah.
3: My cousin just took a job Well, he's been working there for eight months now, but it's a, uh, some computer they do, they build apps and websites and things. And they have the ping pong table and they have the beer keg in the office. It's very like forward thinking. And they are allowed to choose one day a week to work from home. They can wow. use whatever day they want for that day. And I asked him because I saw him just a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, hey, man, do you just log in? Yeah. Like, how's that really go set on? It on the counter and log in? Are and you then, really working from home like, or are you like, doing other things? He's like, I turn it on. I check the email. But for the most part, it's a day off. And everyone does that, yeah. hmm. from the boss down to the grunt. They take their day off. They they log in. They check their email. But really, it's kind of a free day.
1: So they're within arm's reach. If there yeah. is a crisis or if something's going down, at least they can address it. But but I thought, man, that's cool. Part. He's like, yeah, I don't know if I should resign my
3: contract in four months. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. You have ping pong, beer, and a, a four day
2: work week.
1: Right.
3: You yeah. Better resign that. You
2: better sign up for that.
1: <laughs> Jeez,
3: sign I, that. I think it now.
2: sounds fantastic. Four yeah.
1: days. I think it's worth trying, you know, if it mm-hmm. doesn't work for your it may not be appropriate in all work situations. But, you know, for this particular company and this particular CEO, yeah, he saw productivity maintain and his employees seemed happier overall. So well, think about nurses and doctors. A lot of them only work three and four days a week to obviously work more hours, long hours. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? The reasons why people move back in with their parents. This is interesting. We know there are record-breaking numbers of adults living with their parents today. But according to a new survey, the main reason isn't because they don't have a job. It's often because they got dumped. In fact, the top five reasons people gave for moving back in with their parents are usually going through a, a breakup or a divorce Yeah, uh, because it rocked them financially. So it was a way to save money. Uh, Not having a job in some cases is reason enough. Debt can have an impact. And in some cases, because they need to take care of their parents.
2: Yeah. And it's better. It's better living there. They cook. They clean. They throw your clothes in the laundry.
1: And if they do move back in with their parents, almost half of them are right back in their own childhood bedroom. Of course, there's probably a lot more of mom and dad's stuff in the closet that wasn't there before.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, only 12% are fulfilling the stereotype of actually living in the basement. Although, I think I'd be happier down in the basement. You got a lot more. Elbow room.
2: It was weird. When I... So, I owned a home... And I wanted to, I couldn't afford to have like two mortgages at the same time should something happen and it not sell right away. So when I owned a home, I sold that home before moving into a new one. And I went back to my parents' house for three months and it mm. was awesome and awful oh, wow. because it was like one of those situations where you're so used to being out on your own and then you would go home and your mom would be like, well, where did you stay last night? Mm. And who did you go out with? And what were you doing? And you're like, ah. I'm older than this, yeah. you know, I don't want to feel like I have to explain it, but my dad cooked every night, oh, and that was good. awesome.
1: Oh, man, when your yeah. dad brought in that Thanksgiving meal. I know. past November.
2: So good. That
1: was so good. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Stuffing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that gravy, <laughs> and that turkey, and that turkey was still warm, too. Uh what else do we have here this morning? Oh, and by the way, 1 in 4 of those of those people that, that have moved back in, 1 in 4 pay rent to their parents. And only 5% have parents who cover all the expenses including food, insurance, and phone payments. Do so. you
2: guys think you can move back in with your parents?
1: No. I could. No, I got to be, I got to be alone. (laughs) I got to be, I got to be on my own.
2: Jeff's like, I don't want to live with anybody right now. No. Let alone. Back to my time sharing
1: space with two cats. (laughs) You guys are still here? (laughs) Uh, What else? It seems like kids, kids are picky eaters. How picky is Penelope? Is Penelope a picky eater? She isn't. Penelope, she is not. the picky We've one, gotten no? We've
2: very, very lucky in that aspect. Oh, and, that's good. Uh, she's usually into like trying most things as well. Oh, good. Just mm-hmm. like mama. Yep.
1: Yeah, it does seem like most kids, though, are picky eaters, regardless of what parenting tactics you use. So someone on Twitter recently asked people to name the strangest eating habits they had as a kid. And here are the best ones we saw. Someone said they only eat the uh they used to only eat bananas cut lengthwise with mayonnaise. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Uh uncooked pasta dipped in peanut butter.
2: Ew, that's weird. Yeah. I did give her that the other night. I gave her we had spaghetti and I gave her a piece of uncooked pasta and she did not know what to do with no. that <laughs> and did not like it and immediately broke it. Like was like Yeah. Mm. No, thanks.
1: You know, what my mother used to do is she would cook it a little bit just so that it would sort of bend and it you could, you know, you could chew it, you could consume it, but it wasn't like sharp. It wasn't like hard, sharp yeah. spaghetti like it would have been if you hadn't cooked it at break. all, and I really liked it as a kid.
2: Especially if the
1: water, well, if the water was a little salted. Yeah. If you gave me the
3: the dry piece of pasta like you did to Penelope, I would do the exact same thing. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with it. I would want to get back to you. It. I would break it. All Lick of those it. things. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: salted lemon slices. How does that sound? Or cereal with Seven Up instead of milk.
2: Ah, no.
1: How about? Crushed up Doritos sprinkled on ice cream.
2: Now, that doesn't sound too bad. Doritos needs to make an ice cream. That sounds good.
1: Sweet and savory. Yeah. Uh, Some guy said he went through a phase where he just really loved the taste of his cat's dry food. I went through that period. I was going to say, wasn't that you? When I was a kid, yeah, Purina Cat Chow.
2: I remember you talking about that. The
1: dry cat chow. Oh, I used to love it.
2: Ew. I mean,
1: I wouldn't like sit down and have a meal of it, but you uh, know, like if there was a candy bowl out, I probably would have been that one that kept going by and go, man, these are good. These really are. It's
2: Chex Mix. Savory.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, what else? A woman uh. who used to eat paper said she liked to write on it first because she thought the ink gave it flavor. Uh, some woman admitted that she used to carry around a packet of Swiss Miss hot cocoa mix and use it like chewing tobacco. <laughs>
2: Ew, that's weird. She got a
3: bottle of like, her bottle of like Mountain Dew empty you can spit. That's yeah. hilarious. The
2: cocoa in there. Yeah.
1: Uh, plain spaghetti with Diet Coke as the sauce. How mm-hmm. does that sound? Nope. And right. a woman and her sister used to love eating pool chips, which are tortilla chips dipped in the swimming pool. The chlorine
2: filled. People are gross, man. Swimming pool. My kid does that thing where like if you give her a rant, like if you have chicken fingers or whatever, she's a big dipper because we're big dippers and she thinks she has to have like a sauce as yeah. well. Uh-huh. So I'll give her like a little ketchup or a little ranch, but she'll also have like a blueberry or a peach or an apple or something on the plate and she'll put that in the ranch oh, or the ketchup funny. and eat it. Wow. So she'll have like the peaches and the ketchup to the mouth and I'm like, ugh.
1: What habits is this kid developing for adulthood?
2: Let her do whatever she wants as long as she's eating it. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, What else do we have here this morning? I can't wait for the first car chase where the cop gets on the radio and says, "Uh, yeah, dispatch, I'm in pursuit of a red Honda Civic license plate number 3F, smiley face, winky face, 7Q. You know, they're seriously (laughs) talking about putting emojis on license plates. Queensland, Australia just announced that they are going to start letting people Get personalized license plates next month that have emojis on them. Yeah. There there are four emojis available. The laugh out loud face, uh, the winking face, the smiling face with sunglasses, and the hearts for eyes face. And I hope that's just the beginning because there are so many fun possibilities there. They were talking about it on the today, not our Today Show, but on the uh, on the Australian Today Show. They were having a conversation about it. From March one, Queenslanders can add their favorite emoji to their number plates with a choice of five different faces. Laughing, <laughs> the co-anchor in the background. She's like, oh. Really? Deep to their number plates with the choice of five different faces. Laughing, faces. winking, heart eyes, sunglasses or just a simple smile. How do you reckon they want to go on the police radio when they're you know, it used to be Foxtrot Tango. <laughs> go. uh, so we've got sexy winking eyes, cash flying and also women salsa dancing.
2: It might make the job easier to track them down. They might regret getting the emoji on the number plate in the first place. Mm. Well. I would do it when you guys...
1: I mean, how different is that from, say, a Bengals logo or the Reds or your yeah. favorite you yeah, know, the you know university team, you went to?
2: You have the military license plate. Right. I'm sure they can make you pay more and it could go to a charity.
1: There you go. So how many bath towels should you own? Some people own more than one bath towel.
2: We have like a thousand. I'd say
1: we probably have about 15 in there. Oh, yeah. My favorite are those really thin ones. I have, like, those thin waffle bath towels. They're absorbent, but they're thin. They're not, like, those super plush ones. Because I'm with you on that. Back when I was married, like, we used to get those really thick, super plush ones, but I noticed that it didn't take long for them to get mildewy. Like, you really got to dry them and you got to lay them out. Um, but there's a big Twitter debate going on right now about how many bath towels you should own. It started a few days ago when one guy tweeted that he and his girlfriend really had no idea about the appropriate number of towels to have in the house. And so far, it seems like the most common answer is 10. I think I have six or seven, but the answers are all over the place, including plenty of people who think it's crazy to even know how many towels you have accumulated over the years. The only reason I know is because I, it's not quite Marie Kondo style, but I do roll mine. Like I fold them over my bath towels, I fold in thirds Mm -hmm. and then I roll them. And I put them, and they're all kind of in a row on a shelf in the linen closet. So oh. you know
2: you have like ten or five or however oh, many exactly. there. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I just I just kind of rotate them. So we have
3: the bathroom towels that match the bathroom. We have the beach towels downstairs for when you got to go on a trip. Maybe your friends are going to go boating. Or you're going yeah. to a pool party. You got to grab a big a beach big towel. Yeah. And then you got the random ones from the like. Five years ago, that don't match the bathroom, but somehow cycle uh, through during uh, the rotation when, when the laundry's not done and you need one.
2: We have like a thousand. I'm not kidding you because I brought my towels from my house, plus Scott had his towels years ago. We still have a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.